0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by It's so much more than just a profile picture. At Catholic Singles, our platform offers you many opportunities to get to know the person behind the picture. Sign up today at catholicsingles.com Welcome to Tools to Ready the Journey, a conversation to help prepare and support young men for fatherhood. Welcome everyone to this episode of Tools to Ready the Journey, A Father's Guide to a Faith-Filled Family. I'm Bill Snyder and once again I'm joined by author Ray Haywood. And in today's episode we are going to be talking about chapter three of the book, The Wedges of This World. Ray, thanks so much for being here again. It's always a pleasure to have you uh, sharing with the listeners about your book. It's just a wonderful wonderful blessing in my life and so thanks for being here once again you know three chapters in now with you Bill I always feel as though it's time and fellowship but
1: we're actually growing closer as brothers in Christ at this point it's uh, it's a great journey we're sharing it,
0: it thank you it truly is um, so so let's talk a little bit about the wedges of this world um, you, you open this chapter with um, a very interesting point, you talk about um, the expression "living in and of this world," and we use that expression quite a bit. But what does it really mean? Okay, so um, I'll get. I'm going to get to that, but let's be,
1: let's begin. I got a little bit of a something I'd like to follow first to to set our listeners uh, squarely on what we're trying to achieve today. Um, Chapter three, the wedges of this world. Let's identify how living in and of this world drives wedges between truth and situational truth. And by this fact being revealed, allow for us to identify how being separated from truth compromises the will which affects and cascades into every other aspect of our lives. So, um, as you said, I've mentioned uh, for the followers that are following along with us many times. You've heard uh, the term "living in and of this world." Uh, now, after reading this chapter, this book, up to this point, what did the, what? exactly does this term mean to you, Bill? Before I give my explanation, with you having three chapters behind you, uh, I'd really like to hear your interpretation,
0: um, and then I could share mine. Is that all right? Uh, Absolutely. For <laughs> Absolutely. Toss it back to me. Um, so for me, living in and of this world means to be consumed by the culture. It's something that I have experienced in my life and it's very easy to become consumed by the culture and the the world that we live in because of regular demands in our life we have obligations and work and and things to do and then we also have uh, things that we want to do that God has given us for our enjoyment, that sometimes we delve into even more. There's entertainment, there's movies, there's music, there's all of these things that we can delve into in our in our culture and in our lives that we can throw ourselves into and then completely forget about God. So when when God talks about living life to the full and enjoying this life, He He doesn't mean throwing ourselves into the culture and forgetting about Him. But that's what living in and of the world means to me, throwing myself into the culture in which I find myself surrounded by to the point where I forget about God. And and for me, personally, I know that at times in my life, I have done that. I have done that. In fact, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I've gone into the superstitious Part of um, the uh, the the culture at times. I remember when I was in college. I, you know, I, this was uh, several years ago now. Uh, but I remember when I was in college. Okay, um, and I am a huge Philadelphia Phillies baseball fan. I am one of the largest Philadelphia Phillies baseball fans. I I watch them. I root for them all the way from Wisconsin, and I I love them a lot. I like them. I should say I like them. I don't love them, <laughs> all right? Uh, but when I was in college, that was definitely misplaced to the point where I I thought that they were winning on such a winning streak because I was not attending Mass, <laughs> that I would not go to Mass until they lost a game. And it turned into the fact that they kept this winning streak and I was not going to church because I threw myself In the cultural, uh, into this culture of superstition and oh, you don't have to go to church and yeah, you know there might be something to it, you know the sports betting, this you know whatever whatever it is, right? And as as that's happening for me, I actually found myself lost and imprisoned by the culture that I was that I was part of. So. Um, that right there, Ray, is is an example that I would use to 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 say what does that mean to be living in and of this world. It just means to be completely consumed by the culture we are living in. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what I would say. So, what you're sharing, is secular culture? Yes, yeah, secular All right, culture. So now,
1: yes. Yeah, so now, what I'm going to expand on uh, my definition of. This coined term uh, can be summed up in one word, unintentional. Um, and for the uh, to expand further for someone working on their faith, I would go just one word deeper and I would place morally in front of it, meaning morally unintentional. So if we go a little bit deeper and we find out the definition of what morality is. Um, Uh, The definition is conformity to the rules of right, conduct, moral, or virtuous conduct. So, when we begin to understand and explore what morality is in our free will, we start identifying the wedges around us, and we become aware of the intent needed to begin to separate ourselves from our own personal wedges. You see... These wedges are individually owned. Um, but for for someone who is uh, adolescent in their faith, this can become discouraging and even overwhelming. Every journey starts with one step. Uh, we need to start taking these steps by chipping away at the sin and vice ever-present in our physical world. So... Um, um, I'll uh, I'll go a little further. I'm going to explain to you um, some of the common wedges. All right. Um, when we share in an own faith, we actively share in the sacrament of reconciliation, confession. When we approach this sacrament, well, we first learn to examine our conscience. There is an introduction through Examination of Conscience podcast on the LaDette app to help in navigating this awareness into a competency. I absolutely love that app, uh, uh, the reflection, the um, uh, the takeaways that it shares every day. It just brings me closer to my faith. And over the last couple of months, they've actually had podcasts, so I don't even have to read it. I could just listen to it while I'm driving someplace in my car. It's it's, um, a way of uh, actively working towards my faith uh, in moments where I'd just be listening to the chatter and um, unintentional um, voices in this world of the radio. Who needs it? Uh, But anyhow, um, we should approach identifying our personal wedges in the same manner as we approach the uh, examination of conscience. Um, I will give some examples of how we can actively identify our own wedges. Um, I believe we should start looking in these three places before we look out into the public square. We need to know and find truth of our own sinfulness before we can look past ourselves. Faith, family and friendship is where we should begin. Let's look a little deeper and scratch at the idea made awareness. Let's start with faith. So, faith. The way I would like to explore and identify the wedges found in our faith is in our worldly acceptance of knocking our own Catholic faith through causes founded in situational truth that separate us from objective truth. What I call Faith a la carte. A good example of this would be how we find no value in the sacrament of confession. Can we see how this all just came full circle to where we uh, began our discussion? How can the graces shared within the sacrament of reconciliation ever be viewed or seen as not important? Um, I'm going to continue on to the next wedge that we can identify within it, which is our family. So the way I would like to explore and identify these wedges is through a competency that I would like to make into an awareness for our listeners. The idea to be explored is what I call inherent sinfulness. Um, this is an idea that I just came into within the uh, last couple of weeks of how when we look deeper into our personal relationships, we could see how um, w- sinfulness we inherit from the people that we love while we're being formed in our formative years. It's amazing how um, sinfulness can become acceptable behavior when it's a reflection and now mirrored in our own actions from the people that we love. Um, <clears throat> Uh, our accepted mirroring of our loved ones uh, is where we find our inherent sinfulness we are supposed to love each other past our faults not inherit them but what we learn in our formative years is sown deep within our will as acceptable an example of this would be passing judgment and malice is some homes that have no faith within them that uh, it's an acceptable behavior to, to judge others and to uh, condemn. This is not an acceptable behavior. If this is something that's happening within the household, it needs to stop because this is uh, just one of the inherent ways that we um, share in sinfulness that's somehow become acceptable behavior. Just one example. Now let's go to friendship. The way I would like to explore and identify the wedges found within our valued friendships, our relationships, Uh, that's the people we choose to surround ourselves with, that we become like-minded to, is through our acceptance of the vices we share and find no consequence in. One example would be found in our acceptance of using others to our own means, there is no reflection of goodwill anywhere to be seen. We must begin to reflect, and not mirror, and become aware of the full contrast needed to approach the wedges found within our friendship. So um, that's um, beautiful. When we find, yes, it's it's. It's a a matter in which we can bring awareness to the listeners how they can identify within themselves. So let's just go just a little bit deeper. When we find within um, um, our will our own wedges, it becomes easy to identify the wedges in our public square. But we must first start within our own will, our own sinfulness. This is not an exercise we can find instant gratification within. This takes effort and willpower to achieve. An active exercise of our own free will will, in fortitude, gain of good decision making. So, if we if if we intentionally make good decisions and reflect within on our sinful nature and choose to work within our will intentionally at changing our behaviors that, you know, um, our thoughts become actions, our actions become habits and our habits become our character. When we choose to change the, uh, the approach that we have, um, we start to reflect, we start to understand what mirroring actually means. So these ideas that you and I are going back and forth with today, um, uh, are just scratching the, the surface for some of our listeners. Yes, okay, these are um, uh, this is good information shared. But if we don't act on it, if we don't turn the page on it ourselves, then um, it's it's just like everything else. It's unintentional. This world teaches us very much to be unintentional.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I I want to just kind of recap what you uh, what you mentioned there, Ray, because I think it's so important. And then can we maybe just build off of it a little bit? Um, first of all, I think that focusing in on yourself is really important and focusing in on those three areas that you mentioned, faith, family, and friendship is crucial to understanding the world um, and yourself and knowing where your weaknesses lie and knowing where God kind of separates the the sheep from the goats right and that's and that's important to do on a daily basis as you mentioned the sacrament of reconciliation being able to go uh, and and recognize that your faith is important and that you know you are a sinful human being we are all sinful human beings and we need the grace of god to make it work and the the beautiful thing about admitting that and knowing where our weaknesses are and identifying those wedges is it leads us closer to God. You mentioned in in this book that uh, one of the sentences here in this chapter is, this task is almost impossible for someone who is not actively working on his own personal relationship with God. And it's so true. If you do not work on your personal relationship with God, with Christ, you are not going to be able... To see with the lens and with God's eyes, when you see with God's eyes, you're then able to identify the those those areas that that you so clearly laid out for us, right? Um, and be able to see where you are weak, and we are all weak. There is, I I think one of the big things in today's society is that is that men are not willing to admit that they. Are weak and that they are wrong and and that and that they are broken in some aspects and that's the reason why we have the cross. That's the reason why we have Jesus. That's the reason why we have God, right? And it's through His grace that we do it. The other thing that I really struck me is that when you talked about how you um, mentioned that the way of the world, you know, living in and of this world and what that means is morally being morally unintentional or unintentionally um you know, not even focusing on it, right? We have to be intentional. And you know, we end every episode, I end every episode with be intentional. And when you are intentional in your pursuit of a relationship with God, when you're in when you are intentional in the pursuit of good family relationships and good friendships what happens you thrive and you overcome the struggles in in the world and of the world and so i just i just see so much benefit for our listeners to really uh, listen and you know what because it's a podcast you can go back and rewind it and listen to it again you can continue to listen to these over and over and really you know listen to what ray is talking about in in that you know area where he's sharing with faith and family and friendship and how to identify and overcome that and be intentional because if you're not then you might as well just stop reading the book and stop listening to the the series right i mean i, I hate to say it and be that blunt but that's the reality of it is that you've got to be intentional. And when you are, good things happen. Really good things happen. So I don't know. I don't know if you think about that, Ray. Maybe too hard of a challenge <laughs> for the listeners, but, but you know, just maybe some of my passion over spilling there. Most,
1: most of our answers are simple ones. Uh, in our humanity, we confuse them. Um, starting within ourselves is always where we find the answers within what we create and what we form into our foundation. So you mentioned uh, personal relationship. Uh, I believe that the Catholic ownership of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, with God, uh, is achieved through understanding and intent within sharing in the foundation of our faith, which is, in my opinion, the sacraments. We are meant to begin our faith walk in our parents' care and example. This is a very important point um, for someone who's living a faith uh, that is formed around the idea that the individual should decide when they want to come into their faith and become baptized. Uh, That is not objective truth that is not god's plan that is not that that's another one of those faith a la carte ideas uh when you look deep within objective truth the child the one of the trinities as far as i'm concerned um just to step back from this one moment um i believe that there's three trinities in our lives uh father son and holy spirit the, um, the mother, father, and child. And um, actually, <laughs> um, I'll get back to the third one. But um, through receiving the graces shared in the sacraments, through family celebration and personal preparation of owning our own faith, we continually step closer and receive the graces to withstand our worldly trials. So it's within the undullable marks of our sacraments that we gain the fortitude and strength that we, we come into the full relationship um, as, as a child unwittingly, as we grow stronger in our faith, very much owned, but still as a child, it, our faith is instilled within us, within sharing and celebrating the sacraments within the family. So um, personal relationship is another thing that we have to look within ourselves and uh, examine how we form our relationships, uh, especially our spiritual walk.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The 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 personal relationship. Also, I, I think one of the the big things that you mentioned in there, too, Ray, is the the fact that. Um. The you know the there, there's value in in developing that because we are created more than just this temporal world right there's more than the instant gratification see there's value in in putting in the stock in those personal relationships and in the how do I want to say it in the um, things that are not um in and of the world you know you can't hold a relationship in your hand like you could hold a cell phone right y- you you can't do it you you can't you know drive a you know a family function like you can drive a car it it doesn't work that way right and so when when we're seeking to fill the void of where our relationship with God and where our relationship with others seems to be lacking, that's when we get into trouble with the instant gratification and everything else. But it's also something even more important than that. It's when we lose sight of our own value as a human being and own value as God sees us with God's eyes. Right? We have a value. God is the one that puts the value on us right it's not the world then the world doesn't stick a value on on Bill Snyder or Ray Hayward or any of you listening to this he he doesn't say you're you know the, the you know you know the world doesn't say it doesn't determine our worth god does and what does god say about us god says that we are his beloved children his sons and daughters and we are heirs we are co-heirs to the throne with him when we persevere. That is what God says about us. And anything less, don't sell yourself short for anything less. As as Ray's talking about the you know, the the personal relationships and the relationship with God and the Holy Trinity, that right there, my friends and listeners, is what this is all about. It's not about the temporal things, the instant gratification, and all the many ways that we fall into the trap and the ways of the world. So I want you to recognize and realize that your soul is of great value to God. And this is about getting you and those you love to heaven. And it's that simple. And uh, maybe that lends itself into the question about perspective, right? That you talk about in the book here, Ray. You you say, it is easy to become overwhelmed by the reality of it all, but with a clear perspective and a realistic expectation, we can slowly work at chipping away and removing the wedges that we all personally face. And so I want to kind of talk to you about what what are those perspectives and expectations that we should place on ourselves to help us clear out those wedges that we find ourselves constantly encountered by.
1: So, um, I'm just going to go back to that Trinity times three because I found it in my writings. So, uh, here's an idea to explore. Trinity times three. Trinity in our faith, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Trinity in our families, which is Mother, Father, and Child. Notice how Mother is first trinity in our physical lives, which is spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being. We need, um, we need balance and um, effort placed into all three of the awarenesses found within these three trinities to have the humility to face uh, all of the trials of our faith journey. Uh, one of the things that you and I shared uh, prior to this was trials of our faith journey. Uh, uh, the awareness of these trinities, uh, that, that lend strength. You know, you shared that, uh, the, uh, find value in ourselves. Well, when to play off of, uh, your last comment, a lot of us feel valued by the way that the world around us judges us. What a what a sad reality, but it's 100% true that we feel this weight of judgment by our peers, by the people in every aspect of our life. So um, uh, find strength within those, the trinities, but uh, trials of our faith journey, um, As we discussed in Chapter 2, I believe that as we look around, we see man's will, not God's will, in our public square. Uh, That is not to say God's will is not seen in objective truth. It is just not practiced with good intent in our worldly reflection. So when we can come into these awarenesses and we realize that we look around and we see man's will, Uh, we have to actually explore within ourselves to find God's will within us to start reflecting rather than mirroring. Because if we are unintentional, and again, for the person who's practicing their spirituality, their faith, or morally unintentional, whether wittingly or unwittingly, we find ourselves being products of this world. We find ourselves stepping back most of the time from the strength and fortitude that we would find within our will when we practice good intent and mirroring. Because let's face it, it's what this world teaches us. It's what man's will reflects ever so present in every part of our day-to-day lives, all the chatter, all of the influences that surround us. That's why it was so important while I was um, writing this book, I would wake up with different intent and I created all of those other platforms so that the young man who is intentionally and morally stepping forward in his will to have a walk has strength of other faithful men, like minded men um, shouldering up with him in a community that they can actually feel a part of. So, if they were to go into the Snap, uh, to the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook and become part of these communities that are built to strengthen their faith, they would be able to interact and just find within themselves the will daily past the moments of listening to a podcast, past the moments of reading a book, past the moments of sitting in the pew for an hour on a Sunday, if they're even doing that, because this world tells them that hey, you don't have to go to mass, you know, just just be intentional, have, you know, uh, And and the intention that this world reflects is actually, um, where we're duped because it's really teaching us to be unintentional. Uh, a lot a lot just shared there. Like you said earlier, go back and listen again.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. and and you and you know there's there's so much to unpack here, Ray. Um, you know, I, I want to talk with you a little bit about uh, seeing what the wedges for really what they are. Uh, And the way you do that is, as you just mentioned, being intentional and being intentional in your faith. Because when you do that, uh, as you you say, like-minded people will cross your path as you become more intentional in owning your faith, and that's no coincidence. So by the time that you become intentional in your faith walk, in your pursuit of holiness— God starts doing something miraculous in your life. And um, I I maybe want to ask you a little bit about your image for this chapter, which is the wood chisel, right? Because it's almost like when you're intentional, when you begin to do that, you have this wood chisel in your hand that begins to get through the wedges, right? Yeah. um, So...
1: Uh we're talking about the tools so we're winding up our chapter uh, discussion Uh there's one thing I'd like to say uh, I was once told that the only time we are uh, at peace in this world is when we are in prayer and we can all start our daily journey of removing our wedges there um, you know uh, our prayer to Saint Michael is so important um, our our um, vital prayers that we carry with us uh, understanding what vital prayer is and and how even if your vital prayer is to have an intentional faith walk it's still an owned vital prayer all of us should share in and um come to understanding what our vital prayer is at the moments that we share within our faith journey but the uh The Chapter 3 tool is a wood chisel. And uh, uh, in that chisel, uh, in that tool example for this chapter, it's uh, for us to be intentional in whittling away at the wedges that separate us from objective truth. Um, You know, you've heard me say many times objective truth. Well, what is objective truth? Uh, Objective truth is something that cannot be denied it's it's Jesus Christ's truth it's not worldly truth it's not situational truth it's not truth found in the cause that becomes the truth so when we realize all of these uh when we come to these competencies and then start to reflect within uh in in the same manner as we would prepare for the sacrament of reconciliation through self-examination we can begin to form our will and recognize the wedges so this has been an amazing discussion again today i want you to know that there's probably 15 points that i didn't get to (laughs) that i really wanted to explore with our listener but um just to keep things moving uh the next chapter is traditional roles i'll get ready for that one this is going to be awesome especially for you bill uh because you're stepping into that traditional role of being a husband and hopefully soon to be father so uh i look forward to doing that chapter with you next
0: oh yeah absolutely and you know there's there's so many things that um are are unfortunately left unsaid when you when you do a podcast, you know uh, and you you try and cover everything that, you, that that's in your mind and that's in your heart. but what I want to stress to the listener and to the reader of this book hopefully is if you have not yet purchased a copy of this book, you need to buy it. you know it is it is like this is like watching a movie of a book that is made folks. You cannot get everything out of it that you will when you read the book. And so I, I I implore you to go over to trjfathersguide.com and get a copy and join the Facebook discussion groups, join the Instagram groups, as Ray mentioned, right? These are really important things that you need to do. You need to do them because it plugs you into a community of people who are walking along this journey with you. There's there's one final point ray that, you know, maybe I'm opening a can of worms, but I but I want to make it because it really stuck out to me as you as you wrote it in here. Um he met, you mentioned God gives us only what we can handle. And then you say I cannot stress enough the point of being intentional in our daily lives. Faith leads to God's grace. All of it is true. So
1: I can expand on that quickly. Um, w- with the measure that we are measured is the measure within we receive. So w- to explain that a little further, um, the the amount of spiritual walk that we're in will um, absolutely reflect the amount of challenge that, we will also receive within our spiritual walk. Uh, when when you come closer to your faith, you have to expect the challenges that come with it, because you now become in contrast to the world. So uh, one example, my my and it's written in this chapter, and I'd really like to bring it to point because it's very um, it it aids me every day. My screensaver on my phone is um, a portrait of Jesus Christ on the cross. And it was given to me by my youngest son many years ago. So it means even more to me because my youngest son gave it to me. But every time I open my phone, I see that portrait. I see the cross. I face the cross in my trials. When I'm falling short, and I I consciously or subconsciously know I'm falling short in my humanity, every time I open my phone, like that, that portrait's there to remind me that I need to face the cross in my trials. And it helps me, it aids me in my daily walk. And I challenge our listeners to find something within their language. That, that portrait is the language that I use to keep me um, uh, squarely on my path. So for our listener to find something within their own lives that could aid them in staying squarely, if it's a photo of your father, Or if it's a, um, you know, uh, uh, maybe a a lesson that was learned from a teacher, something that somebody touched you, you know what it is. I don't. Bring that closer to yourself. View it every day. Keep it close so that you can stay intentional in your journey. Morally intentional.
0: Amen. Amen. And as one final note there on that topic, I'll I'll just mention this. Um, God, every once in a while, will give you something that you don't think that you can handle. On on that note, right? When 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 you're challenged, as Ray said, when you you know when you're challenged, when you when you realize that your humanity, you know, is is kicking in, or that whatever is happening, right? You you pop open your phone, and there it is. There's the image of the cross. For you, Ray, uh, for, for me, I always use the picture of Lanciano, Italy, and the Eucharistic Miracle, which we won't get into, um, but but I have an image as well. And you pop open the phone, and, and there it is, and you see it, and you recognize that um, God is with you. So So when it seems like it's beyond something you can bear, it's often a wake-up call. It's often a wake-up call from God that says, Hey, just a reminder that I'm still here and you're not alone. And that's one of the key ways sometimes God moves us and shakes our conscience and, as you say, scratches us to the surface to remind us that He is always with us and that He can help us dig out, uh, use the wood chisel to dig out of our situations uh, and all the things that we find in our lives that challenge us, that wedge a, a spot between him and us. So I just leave you with that. And I, I want to thank you, Ray, again for being here. And I can't wait for chapter four again. Chapter four of, of the book is Traditional Roles. And it's going to be a fantastic conversation. Uh, again, so thank you so much for uh, journeying with me. Uh, it is It has been a pleasure to have you um, and this entire series. Um, it can't say enough.
1: Thank you for this time at Fellowship, Bill.
0: Well, this has been an episode of Tools to Ready the Journey. For Ray Haywood, I am Bill Snyder. Be Intentional.
1: You've been listening to Tools to Ready the Journey, presented by Breadbox Media. For more information about this ministry to young men, visit trjfathersguide.com or search for TRJ Father's Guide on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tools to Ready the Journey is a production of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about how Patchwork Heart
0: Ministry can support your ministry, visit patchworkheart.org. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.